you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hi and hello, football fans. You know, in order to support the DDFP, we need the help of some great advertisers. And in order to find those great advertisers, we need you to tell us more about you. So please go to podsurvey.com slash Damashek, that's D-A-M-E-S-H-E-K, and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little bit better. That way we can show advertisers just how swell our listeners are. Plus, once you've completed that survey, you can choose to enter for a chance to win $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash Damashek, D-A-M-E-S-H-E-K, H-E-K. Thanks for your help. And now, let's start the show. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. I hope all's well wherever you are. Here in Studio 66, we're ready to roll with, with what's sure to be a gangbusters episode of the DDFP. How do I know? Because we've already had the conversations you're about to hear within the last several days. First up, it's Y2J himself, Chris Jericho from AEW. That's Tony Khan's new league, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars owner and uh, swell fella himself. Chris Jericho, I can tell you right now, I you, you hear me do it periodically. I reference uh, Babe Ruth and Wrigley Field in the 32 World Series calling a shot. I can do this. This is a cheat. I don't need to predict this because like I say, I already know he's a swell fella and the conversation is lots of fun. So you're going to enjoy that. Also, 
a uh, a longtime friend of the DDFP. You may recall that way back in the draft about five years ago, we sat down and broke bread or broke uh, sushi with uh, Kyle Long, the younger brother of Chris Long, and of course the son of Howie Long, one of uh, the uh, NFL's royal families there. Kyle Long is now a, as he declared on social media, a Chicago Bear for life. We caught up with him at the Super Bowl the night, uh, night before the Super Bowl, um, to be exact, as well as Kirk Cousins, his arch nemesis from the Minnesota Vikings. So we'll play that back for you as well to help celebrate his new deal. But first up, like I say, it's Chris Jericho from AEW, a new football fan, a CFL guy. His dad played in the NHL, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. Real quick before we get to that, Emma VP, did you watch, first of all, on Sunday night, did you catch True Detective season finale? I did not watch the finale yet. Okay. I am behind, unfortunately. All right. We'll wait for Eddie Spaghetti to mm-hmm. return then. He's out this week, but we'll hold that conversation for you. What I will tell you is I loved it. If anyone's waiting for my opinion, some of you have reached out on uh, social media to ask my, my thoughts on the season and the finale. I thought it was dynamite. It was a hard right turn into sweetness. That's all. I'll, I, I don't want to ruin it. I for can't it. wait. I don't know how else I'm going to. I don't know how else to. I guess that's vaguely a spoiler alert. It's a season-long setup that uh, that seduces your darker angels to see. I can't wait to find out how dark this is going to get. This is getting darker and darker. And then uh, that's all I want to say. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it too much for you, Emma VP. We'll Appreciate discuss it. that with Spaghetti. It was a wonderful season, though. the uh, The sophomore year is a thing of the past now. Years one and years and year three, uh, dynamite stuff from Nick Pizzolatto, the writer of that. Um, but also Emma VP. I noticed uh, that on Sunday night the Oscars were on, mm-hmm. and I didn't see most of those pictures, but I did. I saw Black Panther. Because yes. everything I see is now with the with the little ones. So every, I know I'm up to speed on all the animated fare. Besides that, though, spotty at best. Right. Black Panther is awesome. Did you think so? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was a great uh, superhero picture. But mm-hmm. then we have all the screeners at my house, you know. Mm-hmm. So we said, well, let's let's at least see one. And the one that uh, that we collectively decided upon was A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. The latest installment of A Star is Born. Been made, I think, four times now. Your thoughts? I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I'm a big Bradley Cooper fan, as well as Gaga. Uh-huh. Amazing You like story. Gaga? I do like Gaga. You liked her for years now? Yeah, not to the degree that I really love Bradley Cooper, to be honest, no. but I think it was such a good movie. Great romance. Cried a couple times in the theater. That that does it for me. What part made you cry? The th- The final third? Uh, yeah, and the first, like, when they first meet and they're, like, singing together in the parking lot. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. I thought, see, I was with you for two-thirds of the picture. Mm -hmm. What are, let's first of all start with that. Let's rank them out here, Emma VP, you and me. What are the most uh, affecting romances we've seen on the silver screen? Ooh, trying to think. I mean, what are the classics even? What are considered to be the best? A love story? Semi-lame. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman, weird, never cared for that. The Notebook. See, I didn't see that one. I will tell you this, though, and then we'll get to Jericho and Kyle Long and all the sports talk here. But uh, but I want to I put together a proper list here as we go along. Maybe we should think about that. Should we play Jericho now and sure. then move on afterwards? Let's do it. Give the people see, something to See, that's called a to. tease. That's mm-hmm. right, Emma VP. That's what you got to learn. I yeah. want you to learn some things. I want you to listen. I'm, I'm here to teach you. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be a sponge, why don't you? 
Oh, well. I'm telling you, this, I'm, I'm kicking this ahead now. So we're going to have this conversation. But first, here he is, everybody. I don't mind telling you, talk about love stories. I think this is the good first act of what could be an enduring love story. That of Dave Damashek and Chris Jericho. Take a listen, why don't you? Dave Damashek. All right, here we go, everybody. A superstar from the WWE, seated to my immediate left here. Fascinated, too, that uh, your old man played uh, NHL hockey as well, a uh, uh, athletic family, if it ever uh, was one. It's Chris Jericho, hey. everybody. What's happening, Pally? And the crowd goes mild. Yeah, uh, right. yeah, excited uh, uh, to be here. I just did a thing for the 100-year anniversary of the NFL, and I'm a new NFL fan. Really? This, what this, turned you around on that? Because you're from Winnipeg, well, Manitoba. Yeah, see, when, you grew up, when you grew up in Winnipeg, especially the Prairies, and I grew up in the 80s, so I'm sure now there's much more of a, of a NFL penetration into the that market. But at the time, there really wasn't. And I'm sure you could watch it if you wanted to, but it was more CFL Winnipeg Blue Bomber. Dieter Brock. Dieter Brock. That's the guy. Yeah. He's the most famous bomber. Um, so, you know, and I, but I never really connected with football too much. And then my wife's been a huge fan for years, uh, Vikings fan. Mm-hmm. And so actually last year I was just talking about this, the, the Minneapolis miracle when Diggs caught that pass with like a second left and they won the game and go to the NFC championship. Mm-hmm. Suddenly that was what hooked me, that moment. So, You're kidding yeah, me. Wow, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, so this season was the first season that I ever really got into the entire NFL and know like the stats and who's winning and who's losing and who's playing this week and there's a Sunday game and there's a Monday game and there's a Tuesday game. And I was telling them when, when the Super Bowl ended, it was the first time I ever had football withdrawal. <laughs> That's such a right? crazy thing. Yeah, yeah, at this point in life to jump in on. Sure, at 48 years old to become a fan of, of the NFL. And also, too, the stereotype of you know the, the wife asking the husband how the game works and what the rules are is different in our house when I'm asking my wife, well, how does overtime work? And what's a two-point Wait, four downs? This is crazy. Yeah, what? Four downs and, and, and uh, t- t- 20 yards less of a field? I don't get it. Good for you. I don't like when people attempt any, uh, on any level, whether it's uh, this alliance stuff that's going right now or, you know, when uh, Americans decide, hey, I'm going to start watching um, the Premier League in the UK or whatever. I don't like when they act like that's an intellectual choice. This, it's a decision that's made with the heart. And sure, this is how you came to see it. You right. saw the digs thing and you vibe to it. Right, because you have, you have to connect to it and something has to hook you. And you can watch it out of curiosity. Of course, I watched football, but the true secret to being a sports fan is devoting your heart and soul to a team like the Winnipeg Jets. Last year, when they got to the uh, to the Final Four, they lost the, the Vegas Knights, and then, mm. um, you know, that's something where suddenly all my friends in Vegas are arguing with me every day on each game because it's the Jets. So when you have that connection, um, it really brings the game to life for you. And, you know, when you're talking about, let's say, the, the digs thing last year, it's amazing the emotion that you feel in sports to where you're so angry and pissed off that this Vikings team blew it and they're not going to make it to the championship. And I hate this team. I hate this game. I hate this whole freaking sport. And then what? He just caught the ball with one second left. And then you just 
exact opposite. So, oh, but yeah. Sports in are a weird. second. In it's a second. weird that that can happen. The yeah. range, uh, I talked with, uh, I'm going to name drop for you now, the comedian Bill Burr a couple of months ago about the this very thing. comedian Bill Burr? Well, listen, this guy, you know, he's got the, the world's his oyster. Same for you. You guys are sharing the oyster, I guess, yeah. you know, and, and he, you know, he gets to do what he wants. He's like, and I said to him, and because he talks to a lot of troops overseas, and even these soldiers, you know, who are actually in, you know, in the worst possible kind of situations a human being can be in, you know, uh, with, uh, you right. know, in some of those it's war, war zones. Yeah. And yet, it's weird that the range of human emotion is only so great because you feel basically, I mean, you're behind the scenes of, uh, you know, of, uh, of those, of creating those emotions for fans. Right, and yet sure. you're susceptible to them as well. Sure. Of course. And that's one thing I love about being a new fan is it is like being a kid. It's like discovering, like, it'd be like if you introduce your kids to kiss and, or, 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 or here's this band called the Beatles. What? What is this? Oh, I love this. And then you got this whole world that opens to you. And that's kind of what happened with the NFL. And like and like I mentioned, at 48 to get this whole new uh, this whole new historical uh, sport and event and, and activity, it's pretty cool. Wouldn't it? See, I feel like, and I said this to oh, a lot of Canadians got upset with me about this when I said this about a year ago. Uh, I said the CFL. I get that it's got its own history and people, it's it's diehards and everything else, and it does reasonably well in the ratings and everything else. But if they want to go next level, they should take on the American rules and become the minor league to the NFL. Wouldn't well, that have been a good idea? Once again, though, and this is something with the CFL, it's, it's like one of those things, if you're in Canada, you get it. If you're not just looking at this strange little league with these weird rules, and for the longest time, two of the teams have the same, same name. Same name, weird. Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Ottawa Rough Riders. Right. I mean, who's your favorite team? Rough Riders. Well, which one? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only eight teams. You couldn't think that of another one. That you was know, dumb. That was dumb. Yeah, and then, and then, and then <laughs> but it was better than when they expanded into the States and had the Baltimore Nothings. That was the weird. Remember that? They didn't have a name. They were the Baltimore Nothings. So you can't take this game with these different rules and try and bring it into the States because it's like it's like arena football or, or at least that one you could pass off the wall or whatever. It just doesn't work. But in Canada, it, there's 40,000 people that go to a Stampeders game or, 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 the, or to the Bombers game. And when the Grey Cup comes, it's a big deal. Now, it's funny because I went to the Grey Cup a couple years ago and the halftime show, this year halftime show is Maroon 5 and there's bombs and there's a thousand lights and there's lasers and there's girls. And, and this one was BTO uh, playing Taking Care of Business <laughs> with a skidoo jumping, one skidoo jumping behind and then driving around in a circle and jumping again. And that was our halftime show. I'm down for that level of noise. And people had a blast. I you know, love right? B.T. Bachman turning over I always say, people I say, what was your favorite halftime show in Super Bowl history? I, said, I wasn't alive to see it, but uh, I still see, I don't know if you've ever saw, seen the NFL films. At halftime, there were two guys who had jet packs on that would take them like 30 feet in the air. And back in 1967... That was uh, a remarkable thing. Let's just do that again. Just have fly guys. Just have guys kind of float around the stadium for a few. We don't need the whole to-do. Right, right, the whole thing. Now, before we talk about anything else, you're Canadian. You like the Winnipeg Jets. I can tell from briefly speaking with you, you know your stuff about the game of hockey. Mm. I'm not going to put any – I'm not going to plant any seeds. Well, maybe I will. I just want to see, like, now, without without influencing you, the greatest hockey player of all – Gretzky. 
Don't talk like that. Gretzky, That's by it. far, yeah, so much better than Lemieux. Cut it off. And let me tell you. <laughs> cut this out. Edit this out. I don't Kick him out of the it. studio. I don't want this. I don't want any Let of me this. tell you the Not reason why. Not on my why. show. Let's Not on my watch. Let's have a debate about it. We're, we're right. both. We're both uh, I need at least eight hours. We're both adults here. Okay. In my opinion, the reason why Wayne, and I'm saying Wayne because I know him. Because you're uh, Canadian. I'm name dropping too. I know Wayne Gretzky. You I, know, you've met Wayne now. Well, here's the best thing. The first time I met him, I went up to him and said, hey, I'm, I'm a big fan. He goes, I know who you are. He goes, you're Jeff Jericho. And I was like, well, he knew half of my name. I'll take it. Yes, Why don't you Wayne, call him a phony and slug I am him? Jeff Jericho. Um, <laughs> Wayne, much like Bobby Orr, changed the game. Now, also, too, when you're talking the longevity, Mario uh, could have been, but he got hurt too much. He was. He too did big. get hurt, but the, he's not Gale Sayers. That's why I said I don't want to go old school football guy. Buying song now. Oh, see, you do know. I'm sorry. Of course, I, I stand know. corrected. Jeez. Listen, Gale Sayers was had a devastating knee injury, so he's a Hall of Famer and everything else. But he, but it feels like ah oh, man, if he could have uh, hung in there a little bit, he would be. He would probably right. rank higher among the all time greats. Sixty six Lemieux had a devastating bum back and then got cancer, and he still is one of the all-time greats. I'm not denying it. Wins his two cups. I will tell you he is the third greatest player in NHL history. Listen, here's the other thing. You and I don't know each other, so I don't want to make trouble with you. you Right. I don't want to wrestle with you or any of that. Okay. It's not what it's not okay. what we're here to do. Don't want to wrestle. Suddenly we're into, we're going to beat each other up now. Is we're what we're talking about here. Of you and I are gentlemen. gentlemen. We're, we're not, having we're, we're having here. a spirited uh, intellectual debate here. First of all, um, sixty-six Lemieux is heard, the numbers are not immaterial to me. That's fine. Okay, but they they, they matter. But just as Emmett Smith is not the greatest running back of all time just because he has the all-time rushing record, Wayne Gretzky's not the best because he has the, the most points in NHL. No, he's the best because he holds like 17 records. Actually, he holds like 70 records in the NHL. You can Google that at home uh, and find out how many records Gretzky still has to this day. It's phenomenal. Oh, I didn't know. If you love one. him so much, why don't you marry him already? Well, I, that's what I want to announce. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Wayne and I will be getting married. <laughs> Listen, Wayno is great, but you know if you saw him that's right. I have to disparage him on some level. <laughs> Listen, he is a great. He's one of the all-time. Great. Here's the other thing I'll say about Bobby Orr, and I'm not trying to make trouble with you, but when you say Bobby Orr is better than Lemieux, yes, neither one of us saw him play. How do we know what Bobby Orr? Because was? my dad played with him. And oh. said when he – see, I'm, 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 you got the wrong guy here. Uh, we are going to fight. When, when Orr, Bobby started, my dad said they used to go to the dressing room between periods and read the rule book to see how – is that even legal? Because <laughs> at the time, no, but if defensemen didn't rush. Right. And they just figured, well, you're not really allowed to. And then suddenly he would get the puck behind his own net, go through all the guys and score. They're like, that's not – it's like, that's not – I wasn't ready. That's not right. That's not legal. So you're talking about game-changing players. Bobby would definitely be – It's an that. interesting point you make. It is, I, yeah. You know, the San Diego Chargers revolutionized pro football in the late 70s, early 80s, so much so that – uh, my favorite football team, the Steelers, thought that w- when they put a third wide receiver on the field, that like, well, you're, yeah. are you allowed to do that? That's not real. You can't. Yeah. Wait, I thought it's only two receivers. Wait, three? Exactly. How are we supposed to stop that? We're helpless. We're, and we're, now it's just a, a... We're just mortals. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now it's just something that happens every game. Um, where do you sit on the rock? Where? How do you come down on him? Do you look at him and say, man, why him and not That's me? That's a strange quote. Where do you sit on the rock? I don't know. On his lap at Christmas time. <laughs> do you like him? 
Yeah, of course I like. You like the Rock. Yeah, we had a great uh, rivalry in the early 2000s. We were a great match for each other because he was uh, a, a perfect baby face, good guy, great promo, captivating the audience, and I was a great heel, bad guy that could go toe-to-toe with him in those promos. So we had great chemistry outside the ring and in the ring as well. He, people forget Obviously, he's such a huge star uh, in Hollywood. Forget how good of a wrestler he was. He was a great wrestler. In the ring, we call him uh, workers. He was a great worker. And uh, had a lot of classic matches with him. As a matter of fact, I think he'll still say that his favorite match of all time was against me in Hawaii, which was his big return to the island where he grew up on type of a thing. So, uh, yeah, obviously huge star, but I want to just give him uh, credit for being a great wrestler, which I think gets kind of lost in the shuffle sometimes. A great tactician with that. What is it like to assume, because I say often, you know, I guess like Reggie Jackson is is one example, or, or I'm, uh, John Madden maybe had the best quote on this if they're not booing you or may i forget if that was reggie or john madden either way one of those spit it out one of those late 70s icons said if they aren't booing they don't know who you are and i think there's something to that do you did you embrace that in advance of your professional career did you feel like i'm good at playing the heel i want to be that guy well in, in in wrestling obviously you have to connect with the audience and that's either by being a good guy or bad guy it's very rare that performers can do both uh, at the highest of levels. Like you look at someone like Ric Flair, greatest heel as a babyface, not quite as good. Um, for me, I always enjoyed being a, a heel more. Um, but the secret is anytime you get a very interesting bad guy, he always becomes a good guy. And that's not just in wrestling. Now think of like Darth Vader, such a great bad guy. And then suddenly in the last movie, he's taking his mask off and crying. Uh, uh, Hannibal Lecter became a good guy uh, in the books, you know, or, or, or the Joker. You're so right. Bla- the, the best bad guys, yes. the enduring bad Freddy, guys have a complicated Fre- Fre- background. Freddy right. Krueger became a good guy in the later movie. Huh. So it's easier to make people hate you than it is to make them like you. But once they start hating you, they automatically start to like you. So the real secret is how do you become a hated character and then stay hated? And that was something that I was able to do in 2008 and 9 and 10 for two and a half years, stay this most hated bag, and then finally, like, I can't do it anymore. And when I was in Japan last year, obviously it's easier because I'm the foreign guy. And now in in the new wrestling company that that I'm in that's owned by the Jacksonville Jaguars con family that we're starting AEW, Everybody's so excited because it's a revolution. It's a, it's all these fans are excited for an alternative to the WWE. We sold out the MGM Garden Arena in four minutes. Never happened before, and everyone's so excited. I, I had to. I was like, I have to be the bad guy here. Somebody's got to do mm-hmm. it. So it was. It's easy to adapt to that role because it's fun and you embrace it. When people like like for me, Jericho sucks is the equivalent of a standing ovation. Jericho That's right. sucks. Jericho sucks, and you're like, this is what you want. You want that reaction because you're connecting, and people want to see you lose. But if you continue to win, that makes people want to see you lose even more, and they'll pay money to see it, and that's kind of the whole crux of the wrestling business. As, as we learn in Animal House and in uh, you know ninth grade English class, yeah, Paradise Lost, who's the more compelling figure? The devil, that's who's more co- uh, more compelling. Yes, the the memorable figure. What was it in Batman uh, uh, Dark Knight? Who's the more, Batman or was the Joker the Well, that's what I'm saying. Figure? And had, had Heath Ledger not passed away, the next movie, Joker and Batman, would have been a tag team because he was too entertaining. 
He was so great. And that's the secret. Like I said, it, it, to become a heel that really gets people to hate you is an art. But to stay hated is almost impossible to do, especially in this day and age. I feel like uh, to try and uh, steer this into some pro football, um, current uh, the current champion and reigning champ for what seems like uh, the bulk of uh, the century now, the New England Patriots. Right. It feels to me like they tried to push back on that at some uh, at some point. But if you're a dynasty, it's sort of the inverse of what you're talking about, that if you're ba- a bad guy long enough, eventually people will come. Right. To the I feel like the Patriots, any dynasty will become hated because you need – uh, you know, Star Wars would stink, as I always say, without Darth Vader. You need to have that, and that's what the Patriots are to the NFL. You need to, and I feel like they finally have embraced that. Like they, everybody hates us, great. They uh, just asked me when we we're talking about the the hundred year anniversary. Who's the biggest heel in hmm. in the NFL? And I, I, the one that came to mind is Tom Brady. Everybody hates him because he's so good. And once again, it's Gretzky in the 80s as a Winnipegger. I think the most points Wayne ever scored against an individual team was against the Jets. We hated Gretzky. <laughs> hated him. Wanted to shoot him. Wanted to hit him in the knee with a pipe. Nancy Kerrigan his ass. But he was so great um, that if he was on the Jets, you'd be like, ah. And that's what Brady is. The world hates him because he's so good. Oh, Brady's going to win again. I hate this. It's like, why? Isn't that what we're all going for? Yeah, just don't resist it, Brady. Brady. Just embrace it. And what does he care? He's got so many damn Super Bowl rings, he can't even put the – where does he wear them? Three and three? Four and two? Does he put one on his thumb? That's – people are paying money now to see him lose. And it's not going to happen. He's too good. I remember when the Winnipeg Jets got to the NHL. Didn't they lose 15-3? to They lost the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen the expansion goals in sixteen uh, mi- in sixty minutes. In seventy nine, there was an expansion into the NHL, and it was Winnipeg Jets, Quebec Nordiques, Hartford Whalers, and Edmonton Oilers, mm-hmm. and the basically lost most of their guys to free agency, and then they had this really crappy draft for like the worst players in the league, and we had guys that was just very bad. And uh, I remember Jimmy Mann was our big star. I remember yeah. Jimmy Mann, the brawler, the yeah, pugilist. and I think he was also the leading scorer that year with like 11 goals. And we did lose 15-3 to three many times. <laughs> then you had Jim Kite, too. Jim Kite, who yeah. Who was deaf and ha- wore a helmet that allowed him to hear something. And he was a great pugilist. He, and in the offseason, he went to Cronk Jim to work out in Detroit. He, he was one of those guys that was beating the crap out of everybody. And then one day... He got knocked out, cold cocked down, and he was never the same again. And that's mm. that's what happens to a lot of those guys when they finally lose a fight. It shakes them, and he was never the same. Who's Jim your Kite? favorite as a uh, a guy who's uh, done his own fighting in the ring? Who's your favorite hockey fighter of all time? There's a guy. Uh, well, there's two of them. Obviously, I love Ty Domi. Uh, uh, Tiger. Uh, Everybody loves Ty Domi. He's the most popular Domi. man in sports. It Domi, seems yeah, like. Domi. Everybody loves him. Um, who's is it? Dave Tiger Schultz. Yeah, Tiger Schultz. He was great. And then there was a guy that played for the Jets. Very short period of time, his name was Sean Cronin, and they called him Cronin the Barbarian. And I remember, <laughs> I remember he was him. beating up everybody, and one day I was at the game, and you know this, he's, they, we call him ankle benders. He could barely skate. He's just a big guy right. just beating the shit out of people. And uh, at one time, somehow he was in the right place at the right time, and the puck squeaked out to him, and he had a breakaway. <laughs> and he was skating as fast as he could, just like a little kid, like, like kind of scraping back and forth. And the whole nine guys were right behind him. And he came down, and he did a little move, little deke, and scored a goal. And it was the most reaction I've ever seen. It was like his one goal of the season. I remember he was swinging his stick like lasso. <laughs> and, just, 
And it's just that's once again I'm getting goosebumps. It's one of those moments. That's what makes pro sports cool is yeah. when you have that that uh, that attachment to your team and something like that happens. You're just like yes. Well, uh, you know, like we talk about with the Patriots and Tom Brady, everybody dislikes them. Everybody roots against them because they like to see the empire get vanquished and all that sort of thing, except that they're obviously fans in the New England region that are yeah. big fans of theirs. Is it weird if you're the, the wrestling heel? Do you have some percentage of kids or grownups or who, whatever who are contrarians who come up and say, you're my favorite? You always get that. And by the way, it was Tiger Williams, Dave Schultz. Tiger, I didn't want to correct you. He, he wore the big gold and orange uh, <laughs> and black sweater. That's the, the Vancouver Canucks. One of the ugliest yeah, sweaters ever. ever yeah. When they were wearing the long pants. Yeah. Cooper Rolls, they called them. Um, yes. It's like, once again, when, when I am a heel, uh, I really get into it and drop into it because it's a character that you're playing. And anytime I'm around the arena, I'm not signing autographs. If I'm at the airport and fans are there, I'm not signing autographs because these people will get my autograph and then later on go to the show and go, he's really not such a bad guy. He gave me an autograph. That's right so now. right. So you have Bang, to Bang, you got to commit to that. And, 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 and when you do Madison Square Garden, <laughs> uh, you, you have to park across the street. And it's a, it's a, uh, a parkade, we say in Canada, a parking garage. And you have to get on the elevator and go up to the, to the floor uh, to, to walk across the street to the garden. And I got on the elevator and I... Guy and his kid got on the elevator, and we're riding up together. And he's like, hey, Jericho, hey, my kid and I are going to the show. Can, can we get an autograph? And I just was staring. <laughs> hey, can you say hi to my kid? And I just I remember like seven, eight, watching the floors go, hey, can you say hi to my kid? Hey, hey, you're not going to say nothing to me? Hey, you're not going to say nothing? And this guy got so mad at me. And I was just like, please open the door. Please open the door. Because I was like, he's going to punch me. But I can't, <laughs> I can't take the chance. Three no. hours later of him going, he was really nice to my kid. And maybe there's a whole row of people that he's with, and that's a whole row of people who are not booing me. And I don't, I can't take that chance. So it's the commitment that you have to take. And if that guy's watching, I apologize to you and, and your son. But that, to me, is worth the extra commitment to the character to really make people believe it. Because if they believe it, once again, they're going to pay money to see me lose. And that just means more revenue for me and for the company. And that's my job. Oh, man, I love that story. That's dynamite. I, I do remember, uh, yeah, to your point, to the opposite of your point, I remember at the height of uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and the Sheik's uh, classic that that they got arrested and they were driving around at night together. Yeah, it's like they can't hang out. There are yeah. true that that, 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 that was ruined the, and that was in the '80s when that was so much more prevalent. They actually uh, Hacksaw got fired for that. That's, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah the uh, the old glory stapled to his two by. <laughs> Oh man, I we we need like another hour. I wanted to have. I didn't get to ask him about all my favorites, like Kamala and Coco Ware and Junkyard Dog. I love them all. I got stories about them all, kid. All right, you'll have come me back, back on. And I'll tell you'll you. All come about back it. soon, and we'll do a Vikings preview, and uh, we'll get Tony Khan in here. To yes, the, the all new elite league. wrestling. Uh, MGM Grand May twenty fifth sold out in four minutes, but uh, you can see it on pay per view. And uh, okay, so and, and give the date again, just to make May twenty sure. fifth. From Las Vegas, uh, the main event of Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, uh, which is a rematch of the of the main event we had at the Tokyo Dome last year, which was voted match of the year. Maybe we could do some things where you're like, but we get to hype it like it, you just are bullying me, like you're a jerk. Kind of like I it. like you did to me in this entire uh, program. I don't think that's true at all. Oh, I, didn't, yeah? I, gonna, I thought it was disrespectful. We're gonna listen back. The, I th I thought it was disrespectful that you come into my home and you disparage the man whose jersey uh, uh, is right behind us. I know there. it's been crawling the whole damn right. show. But look what's right beside it. Look at 87. Wayne. Look at that. Wayne is up on the wall. 
I don't like that. I don't. Yeah, like you. see, I, you, you, you're replace right there. that graphic is reminding him that Gretzky's better than. We got to go with Reggie now. We can't have Reggie Wayne's jersey say Wayne anymore. <laughs> I want. Uh, maybe the next time I'll tell you the okay. story of the the showdown that uh, Wayno and I had in the Jim Kimmel Live green room. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I've been in there. He they didn't. Serve, they have a bar in there. Yeah. That. He, do you know that this Wayno? He didn't. I I said them after I told Kimmel. Ask him. Ask him about uh, who he thinks is the best of all time. He goes Gordy Howe, yeah. Bobby Orr. That's well, who Wayne goes. Because Wayne would never say that. He's too classy. Wayne is a huge Gordy Howe fanatic. I know he is. But Wayne ninety nine. Wayne is asked a question, and he goes with he goes with Howe and Orr and this guy and that guy. And Kimmel says, "Well, hey, one of our writers says it's Mario Lemieux." He's like, "Oh yeah, Mario's great too." That's what he's. That's what he said. That was dismissive. I didn't care for that, so I confronted 99 afterwards. What did you say? I said, why didn't you mention Mario when you were asked the question? He said, I did. I said, no, no. Kimmel told you that name, right. and then you agreed with it. That was the conversation. Then his publicist started tugging at his elbow, and like, let's go. Let's get out of the green room. And as he got 20 feet away from me, I said, hey, Wayno, Semenko's not here tonight. Wow. His goon. Wayno turned Samantha. around. Wayno turned around and shot me a look something fierce. But I wouldn't have minded if he would have if he would have whipped me that night. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne would have kicked your ass. You think so? Oh yeah, by far. What if I would have beaten him though? Then I beat the greatest hockey player of all time Wayne in the name God. of Lemieux. Wayne's God. Who wins a fight between Gretzky and God? Uh, neither, because Gretzky is God. Thank you. Good night. Get out of here, Jericho. Oh, you're being waved out. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Bye-bye. Okay. Get up and leave. I'm sorry. It was too much fun. Go, go, go. Jericho, everybody. Dave. Dave. You know, MVP, they say that that is one of the keys to a impactful romance displayed on the silver screen is some conflict. Like any any good drama, MVP, Mm -hmm. right? You need the conflict. And you hear Jericho and I, we have the roots of some legitimate conflict. He says 99 wrongly. And by the end of the movie, I will have turned him around to my way. And he will understand that 66 is greater than 99. Mm -hmm. As far as that goes, all right, let's do it now, MVP. As promised, what are, so what are your favorite? What are the, is this, this, uh, this star is born. Here's my beef with it. I loved it for two thirds. Wonderful. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I thought it uh, it was intimate as much as you can be with a guy who is presented to be one of the great music stars on the planet Earth when we meet him and the unlikely um, story of how he brings this woman along and everything else. I thought wonderful stuff. Their relationship. Terrific. But after I'm a spoiler alert, it's been out long enough. We can talk about it. He goes to rehab. See, mm hmm. Well, first of all, he makes water on himself at the Grammy Awards. I right. thought that was a little bit much, no? Yeah. I mean, but it was, like you said, conflict. You need to, like, match it. You got to keep raising the stakes, and that's pretty bad for her career. Everyone's watching. Like, that's it's kind of perfect for that moment. I can let it go that he is, that when we meet him, he's one of the biggest stars. He's playing, witness the fact that he's playing in front of what appears to be 10,000 people. If you're selling out arenas, you're one of the big stars on the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And then, based on their own chronology, like 15 months later, he's an afterthought. What gives? Yeah, that's, I mean, the timeline's definitely a little wonky there. But, I mean, the point, I mean, he's an alcoholic, so, like, that kind of gets to him. And then Allie's career taking off is supposed to take its toll on him. And so he kind of just, like, even with his, doesn't his voice kind of start to go a little, like, he's having, like, problems all around. So that's, that's also reflected in his career. I guess so, but... 
in the meantime, she's taking off. So that's what we're learning about mm-hmm. is, that, is that her as her star rises. But it's there's this music producer, Rez, who comes along and he takes away the soul of what she wants to do. And he turns her into a pop star like mm-hmm. Britney Spears or whatever and makes her start doing dance moves in front of a dance troupe and all that. And she has some misgivings about that, but she doesn't push back that hard on it. Right. No, she no. just goes along with it. Yeah. I mean, she like wants to do what's right to have her career blow up for sure. Rez is the devil on her shoulder, right? Yes. And then then Bradley Cooper, a complicated, a trouble angel on the other one, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, he's he's got his demons, but he has pointed her towards success and nice success too, you know? Rootsy kind of music, speaking from the heart, and you got to have, what's his line, you know? If it it doesn't mean something, it won't endure. What's he say? What's the line exactly on that one? I don't remember. Well, see, I I think what's coloring all your your, uh, thoughts on this movie is that you were swooning for Bradley Cooper more than you were John Hamm a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it might have had some impact for sure. See? But not a ton. I'm saying you're still watching it intelligently, you know, from... You know, a critic's writer's perspective. But yeah, he is swoon-worthy. Okay, fine. He's a handsome devil. Um, have I ever told you before that there are two old ladies where we go, you know, we go to Jinkies on occasion, me mm-hmm. and the kids in the Valley and uh, here in, uh, in Los Angeles. And for a few years, there were two old ladies who were in there faithfully on Friday nights. And uh, like five times in a row, we went in there and they would always, they would never believe no matter how much I or the waiter told them. Otherwise they were sure that I was Bradley Cooper. How about that? Isn't that nice? uh, That's bizarre. That's that's like an alternate universe. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. (laughs) It's pretty wacky. Wow, they live stuck. in show business land, and, and there's a superstar, they think. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Look at that guy. He looks pretty much like him. Pretty spot on. How old were they? They were elderly. Whatever. Yeah. What, do you think two old bats don't, uh, between the two of them can't Something, cobble together one wrong. clean sight of Damashek and, and give him a little? Wait, is that so bad for me to have my parade for once? For once. For once, I'd like to have my parade. All right. Now, I thought that Rez pulling her in that direction she should have had more misgivings about it but then he goes to rehab does bradley cooper Mm -hmm. slash jackson and then maybe this convinces her this is the right path but it still is a soulless path and so she's building her career but maybe she's unsatisfied with it wouldn't have been better to say why is rez the motivating factor here and bradley cooper doing what he does to himself why? What doesn't that remove responsibility? And then, um, wouldn't it have been true tragedy on the level modern day tragedy of Romeo and Juliet, legitimately, not mm-hmm. hyperbolically? Isn't that the story? If she, as he emerges from rehab, or even maybe he's not even out of rehab yet, wouldn't that have been better for her to say, "Don't you know"? I'm unsatisfied with this, but you almost ruined it all. And then what, you know? And then he could have had, uh, he could have felt bad. And maybe she didn't realize how um, vulnerable he was in that moment. And then he takes himself out and then she feels guilty, thereby scuttling all her future success. Her career now stands for nothing, but, but, uh, you know, but loot. Dirty money for Rez. They could have gone in that direction. It would have been a little more powerful, but I think they cared a little bit more about the romance and still Cobb winning. It's still a happy ending in a way because she's like going by Allie May. Like she takes his name 
And she mm. starts using that on the billboard. They just wanted to stick to the love Wait story. Wait a minute. I completely missed that part. Mm-hmm. Wait. She, she goes she, by Allie Main. Like that the, in the end, there's someone who calls her that at least. I have to. And so it's, they just, she just want it. They want to keep them together and keep that romance alive. And like with the song, uh, like where he's appearing, playing on the piano, like it would just, I hear you, it'd be like great drama. Do you but, buy also that, that, that these two, uh, you know, they found each other. Mm-hmm. That Rez, this 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 character who clearly is soulless himself, you buy that as a viewer, as a as someone seated in the theater. Like, yeah, I could see, I could see Bradley Cooper reacting poorly to to that one conversation. I could see it. I don't think it's the best storytelling device to just bring in someone randomly to like drop the bad news, just like you're saying. It'd be better if he said it to Allie and it came through Allie. It's so much more tragic if it's if it's her not being careful with her words and him overreacting to it. Yeah, but I'm also a sucker for the happy ending thing. Like, she would probably kill herself if she was, the one, like you said, the Romeo and Juliet thing. If she was straight up the one who told him. But, I don't know. I loved it, and I just thought I just thought it was uh, like I said. I just thought it became this weird, incoherent picture that felt more like the final third. Just felt like a montage to me. Just felt yeah. like one long montage of of events that uh, that failed to to draw any emotion from. It me. definitely was like the first act, like you said, is fantastic. It, it drops off for sure because it gets a little convoluted by the end. I still liked it, but I hear what you're saying. The first act is kind of magical. Now I will say. I don't care if Bradley Cooper can't sing. I mm-hmm. think you're missing the point of the picture. He has found this prodigy who is a is a wonderful singer, and I thought she was uh, perfectly fine in the picture as an actor, right? Yeah, she's I'm no great. acting guru, but you know, she, I thought uh, she was she was uh, plus in the picture, and I thought mm-hmm. his singing was just fine. He's supposed yeah. to be a rootsy, I loved you know, all. kind of a guy. Um, go ahead, then, Emma VP. Tell me your your favorite romances. Ooh. I like the Notebook. No I like book. Jerry Maguire. Okay, I love that. And then uh, Titanic. You like Titanic? Yeah. What? It's a classic. Shame on you. Shame on you, Emma VP. All right. How can you like that movie? Don't you see what happened? I've told you this many times before. Now I have to tell it to you again. <laughs> you see, he's a nice guy. She uses him, you know? Yeah. She uses him. He saves her life. He teaches her how not to merely survive. She, He's taught her how to live. So then she does live. Mm-hmm. And her payback, does she tell anybody else? Does she even tell her great niece about these findings, about live? No, she allows the redhead who pushes her old bag of bones around in the wheelchair the whole movie he, I mean, the the implication there is, of course, if you're watching the movie, is why didn't you pass this on to her? Why do you let her not live? She's busy surviving, just b- spoon feeding you, literally and otherwise. Yeah, she's changing your diapers instead of having a life of her own. You know what would make a nice payback for that? That invaluable jewel that you're mm-hmm. carrying around, your old bag. I hear you on that. Part. She throws it into the sea. That's a nice love story. It's romantic. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Here's the best one. Once. I want you to see the movie once. Okay. If you liked if you liked Stars Born, you will like and you like the music in it, you'll like the music in Once even better. And I think while the stakes aren't as great, I think you'll uh, you'll find that to be a moving movie. Here's the you know what? I speak of the animated ones. One of the more moving and it doesn't even last for very long. Up. That five mm-hmm. minute montage at the top of two cartoon people. Yep. How how uh, moving that is is hard to beat, huh? That gets me. Yeah, for sure. That's a that's a great intro. Um, Silver Linings Playbook gets a nod from me as well. Perhaps it's the Bradley thing 
influencing me again, but yeah, it's good uh, stuff. All right, so um, I give it I give it a tepid thumbs up, but just be prepared. They, I think you'll be underwhelmed by the by the final third of the picture. Otherwise, I thought it was fine. Do you think those two are together? No. You don't think so? No. You don't think Cooper Bradley's, and Gaga? Bradley's a faithful man. Oh, you want to believe that? Yeah. But wouldn't it be better to find out he's not? Because then that would mean you have a shot. Yeah, you're right. Don't you see Even the paradox? Even though I'm getting married and everything too, it's like, it's always good to have that open. I mean this sincerely. I know people like to play that game about their little list of their, what, what do they call that? The get out of jail free card or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like a hall pass or like whatever. Like fr- hall pass. Yeah, friends, I think, popularize that, right? Yeah. Wasn't that where that started? That you can have a list of five people? Mm-hmm. For real. For real. You're, you go out tonight, Emma VP. You and Ricky Hollywood. Twist, yeah. Tri- tripping the light fantastic. One thing leads to another. Somehow you find yourself talking, you know, a bunch of, oh, wait, wait, is that Bradley Cooper at this table sitting here talking to us? And I don't know how. One thing leads to another. He's fascinated by your story. He thinks that you say he's uh, you say some things that really cut through for mm-hmm. him. Wow, you really understand the human condition. What's your name? Emma, oh, Emma VP. Oh, from the DDFP. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no wonder. That, that, that guy, he always surrounds himself with talent. I'm not surprised that you're one of them. Emma was it, um, and th- what if he? What if he said, "Let's just let's forget our plans. Let's just bl- forget our plans." You know what? That's it. You know, all right. The table's set, but so what? We can we can run off. Can't can't do it. You know, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I know. Who's worth two hundred million dollars? Probably. It's I'm not guessing. The money. I'm just laying out the sca- the, yeah, the the, yeah. the the. It's not the money. I it factors into it if you're deciding. <laughs> If you're making a decision, yeah, I don't believe you now. I think you would. Leave. I think you would run away. I think that is something that you would consider. I don't think so. Really, it'd be tough though. I'd want to work with him, you know, write him a movie or something. I don't think he'd be into it then. No, probably not. You see how he how he carries on with he Gaga. He speaks French. He's gonna. He does. We. Mm-hmm. We. Oui. Oui. Yep. Yeah, that's what you and Bradley are gonna be. Gonna be we and yep. us. You know, someday. All right, well, good luck with that. I Thank don't know you. how it's all going to shake out. This love triangle is uh, going to be a fascinating one. So I guess <laughs> if it includes Gaga, it's four. You have to get past his wife and Gaga. Yep. Then you have to deal with your fiancé yourself. It's going to be a big, ugly mess, and I'm looking forward to watching it all go down. <laughs> all right, speaking of conflict and rivalry and all those things, we got together with two guys from the NFC North at NFL Honors a couple of weeks ago while we were awaiting to see who was going to be the MVP and who was going to win Super Bowl 53 and all that on the red carpet along came one of our favorite guys kyle long we got the kibitz in with him and then lo and behold from the minnesota vikings the qb kirk cousins himself paid us a visit and boy i it was uncomfortable to be sitting there to uh, to have to create detente but i but somehow i did it take a listen to how that all goes out <laughs> that's dave damashek Hey, long time no see. Pick that up, why don't you, Kyle Long? Yeah, great. How are you? I'm doing well. How have uh, you been? It's been quite some time. Yeah, it's been a while. You were in my hood last time. Now I'm in Atlanta. It's warmer here. It's, yeah. it's nice. We ate sushi together. We did. It was a magical night, really, that we I never forget. We had chef special. Uh, you well? Yeah, they treated you well. They treated us well. Got to write they, a letter to the White Sox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that was... You still have to make that right. I still want you to make that right, but now you're on the right we've, team. We've still got time. Yeah, that's right. But you're on the right team now in the city of Chicago. Yep. Exciting season for you. Glad to see you 
you get back out there just in time for December and the postseason there. Um, first of all, I've never asked you this before. Do you lift? Yeah, I lift. Do you? They, they make me lift. It makes uh, sense. I don't want to usually because lifting hurts and you get tired. No, I, I, I like I, playing tried football. It. I like playing football, but they make you lift too. Yeah. I, I did it like a few times and I was like, uh, you know, like hurts. Well, you're strong enough, so. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, uh, gold jacket or Lombardi? You can only have one. Which one is it? A couple Lombardis. A couple Lombardis. Yeah. You can only have one Lombardi. Yeah, well, I, I'd say w- winning uh, in the highest form of team sports a championship, a Super Bowl, is something that's unparalleled. Do you think that the Vikings and Lions stink for being in the NFC North but playing under a dome like cowards? You know, sometimes I think about Sometimes when it's super cold, I'm like, man, I wish we had a dome. And then I go to the dome stadiums, and I'm like, I kind of like that we're outside. I really like it. It's definitely a home field advantage. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if Minnesota is that much colder than Chicago. I'm sure it's a little bit more north, so they can argue to have a dome, but it would be nice if all four of the teams were outside. I mean, it's the way it's supposed to be, yeah. you know? I don't That's get cool. it. I, you should you should uh, call them out on that. There were a few years where we played at the Gopher Stadium, which was, uh, that was always a frosty one. Do you ever say mean stuff to guys on the field? Not really. I'm usually so out of breath, I just try to, you know, maintain my level-headedness. Does anybody say mean stuff to you? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Like what? Uh, well, Akeem Hicks is always super mean to me in practice. Um... <laughs> I'd say Clay Matthews is good at talking smack. He's really? a really nice guy, but he can do it with a smile on his face and those flowing locks. And there's something about you that. You just get that lost. Just like, I don't say whatever you it want to me. It just gets under your skin Just don't go bit. away, Clay. Yeah, yeah, just right? hang out for a while. Yeah. Hey, I talked to uh, Chris Long of the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. and he was very impressed by how you played in that uh, playoff game a few weeks back. Well, you know, having an opportunity to come back and play in the playoffs, I've never been in the playoffs, never played in them. So, uh, and also having my older brother across from me it's an added incentive. Oh, you guys are related it's an added incentive to uh go out there and play a little harder when you're playing against a guy like fletcher cox or michael bennett you need to be on your p's and q's is he um yeah you were specifically uh banging heads a lot with michael bennett it seemed like to me that night but uh is fletcher cox 1a to you behind there aaron donald it seems hard to debate is the best uh, i think they're such different players uh obviously aaron is uh, I think Aaron's the best player in football, and he commands double, triple teams and uh, the utmost in respect. I think Fletcher is um, so physically dominant. Um, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't jump off the film, I guess, as much as Aaron. But when you play him, you know, there's not many guys who can do what he does. Yeah. Hey, Kyle Long, real quick. It's all everybody's getting awards tonight, but it's better to give than to receive. Give an award right now. Uh, I'll give the award for. Just best older brother that goes to Chris Long. Oh, that's adorbs. And I think. Uh, what about the person to eat uh, way too much sushi with in the in the northern suburbs of Chicago? What about I, that? I'd say Dave. Uh, I, you know, there's a certain Dave on my list. Also, uh, probably most likely to win in an all-you-can-eat contest would be Akeem Hicks. <laughs> Is that right? He's the yeah. best. You can let him hear that too. I hate to ask. I'm sure people keep asking you, but I mean, the thing I can't get over, and I'm not making fun. If you told a kicker to hit the crossbar, I mean, to hit the upright and then hit the crossbar, like that's what you must do on this one, they couldn't do it in 5,000 tries. Isn't that ironic and vexing? I think the kicker position is one of the most overlooked positions in sports, and it's one of the most challenging things to do in sports. 
I mean, we've all messed around and tried to kick a ball through the uprights, and none of us have ever made it. Um, if you're far enough, you're 50 yards Speak wide. Speak for yourself. If, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you're on target, you're short, uh, or it's dribbling there. But, uh, you know, you have to feel for a guy. Uh, and you know, yeah, just, that's the and just hope, hope, hope they get another opportunity. Oh, Kyle, no, how are we doing? How are you? We have a mutual friend in Tom Compton. Oh my gosh, yeah. unbelievable guy. He's the man, isn't Tommy he? Tommy C. Yes. Hey, uh, Kyle, this is Kirk. Yeah. Kirk, this is Kyle. Absolutely. We're yeah. both offensive guys, so we don't oh, have Oh, so you're familiar with each other. Offensive hey, guys. Kyle and I were just uh, denouncing NFC North teams mm. that, that hide under a dome. What yeah, we do. That? We got to be outside. I mean, that's it's a pretty sweet dome, you guys. One of the have. best parts about being a Viking, right? I mean, we're playing indoors. It's cold. Climate outside. control. Don't tell me. I don't know if you you played. You came back week seventeen. Yeah. yeah. You loved that we were in a dome week seventeen. It's a it is a very unique environment. Uh, not only the fact that it was warmer in there than yeah. it was outside, but their fans are pretty crazy, man. Their their fans are yeah, nice. It's yeah, a great I place know. to play. Yeah. Have I'm, you been up there for a game? I was. Well, I went to the Super Bowl last that's year. That's not I, that's not a Viking game. I, well, I know. I was heartbroken, really, for all the people, but you must have had the same experience by, over the past year. The people there were so lovely. If I, that, Oh, that yeah, Minnesota I, a nice. Week after, a week after what happened, you almost have a home game, the first ever home game in the Super Bowl, and the people were like, oh, well, maybe next year. You know, kind Our of fans thing. are the best. They deserve a, a world championship, and hopefully we can bring it to them. Yeah. Uh, well, it was great to see uh, getting that, uh, you know, getting into that uh, higher end of things. On, yeah. Uh, uh, good for you with that. And uh, I talked to uh, Stefan Diggs. He speaks very highly good. of you as Likewise. well. Likewise. And um, last thing for you, Kirk, give out an award. That's what we're doing tonight. We're not taking awards. Give one out to whatever you want. He gave one best older brother. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, think, speaking of Stefan Diggs, I'm going to say he's the best, weirdest fashion on our team by far. Mm. And... Stefan Diggs, I'll give most likely to win an award here next year. Ooh, How about that? I like, like award. I most like likely that to be here next year yeah. winning an award. That's All awesome. Right? That's awesome. I'll drop Kirk, the mic let with me that give one. You, here, I want you to have something here. One of you gets the full series <laughs> of the New Twilight moon. books. You know what? Why don't you, here, give one of these to Chris, one of these to your father, you okay. know? Spread them around the house. I think New Moon will go and to my dad. And for Kirk... <laughs> Oh, this is nice. <laughs> Beautiful. You get wow. one water ski. One, just I one. Wanna, well, I want to save the other one. Slalom, Don't slalom be, style here. You can, afford, you can afford the other one, Kirk, I think, at this point. You know, just take the one, <laughs> right? Yeah. We'll this make guy. that work. Very kind of you. All right, cool, yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, Thanks, great, Dave. Hey, great to see great you, to Kirk. See you. Uh, yeah. Continued success. Thank to you very right. much. Kyle Long, continued success. Thanks, Kirk. These two are our rivals. Can't you feel the heat? They can barely look at each other. No, no, don't make don't make like smiles at each other. Yeah. You'd be like, look at each other like you don't like each other. Look at this. We're offensive guys. Well, oh, they don't like each other. They're like pretending. They got no beef. I, but it's better if you do have a beef right here. Like maybe you take a swing at him or something. You forgot your books, Kyle. You're listening to David. All right, I think I think that's more than enough for today, then, MVP. I think so. I think we covered a lot. All right, good. Um, thanks to uh, Jericho, and uh, thanks to Kyle Long, and thanks to Kirk Cousins, and thanks to MVP. We'll be back later in the week uh, with uh, with more hooey and applesauce. Ooh, in the meantime, you can check out a new Daves of Thunder. In fact, I think we have two out um, at the time of this recording, at least episode 96 featuring... 
what's sure to be a legendary new intro to a legendary new podcast called Chillax. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out MOVP's show. Um, what's that called? The Broadcast? The broadcast. I, I didn't know if it was going to be called The Bradcast from going forward. Oh, that's, that's a, a good call. Maybe you should do, do one episode. A whole, no, a whole. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Where we I just could, talk about Bradley Cooper. No, I'll do it. For you and Ricky, I will do it. I will serve as Bradley Cooper. Perfect. I mean, people already think you're him, right? That's the point. Yeah. Thanks for keeping up. All right. So we'll kibitz with you later in the week. Until then, go to NFL.com slash DDFP. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.